Welcome, star seeds, to Rooted in Starlight. I am your host, Trisha, Trisha M., and I am here to discuss what we have going on this week in the uh, Cosmic Conversations. I'm wondering if anyone else has felt an energy shift, an energy change uh, since the weekend. This podcast is going to air on the 10th, and we're going to be covering pretty much things happening between uh, the 10th and the 17th. But we did have on um, this past weekend, on the 6th, we had uh, both Mars and Venus move into Aquarius. And I have had a couple people say to me that they feel like things have shifted for them in more of a uh, anxious, kind of jittery, kind of let's go, 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 go. Uh, I personally have felt that, I have to say. I feel like once Mars went into Aquarius, it was like, uh, let's pick up the pace. I do remember back in December and January in the episodes that I was recording that I was saying that, you know, once we got into March, things were going to change and move, you know, the ride was going to be a lot faster than, than what we had been dealing with. And I certainly can see that and feel that with what's going on with me. I've had, like I said, a couple people that have also um, mentioned things to me and for them, it all started, you know, this, this past weekend, the beginning of this week where they just felt like the energy had them feeling, uh, shall we say less grounded, um, and that would certainly be because we had Venus and Mars hanging out in Capricorn, which is our cardinal earth sign. And, you know, they were there building and planning and, you know, figuring out what they wanted to do and how that energy was going to work within us as we were building and planning and, and coming up with ideas of what, what our next steps want to be. We were evaluating relationships. We were, um, probably dealing with certain things in relationships. And it seems like they moved into Aquarius and it's like whatever was supposed to be happening in, especially with relationships, I think you're going to see that unfolding in Aquarius. I think that with Mars and Venus in Aquarius, and please keep in mind that right now they are still conjunct with Pluto. So right before they left, Capricorn, they were conjunct with Pluto. And then they moved into Aquarius on the 6th. And then they, Mars and Venus, had their conjunction in Aquarius. But they are, remember with conjunctions, I've said that that conjunction is when two planets are within eight degrees of each other. And so right now, Mars and Venus in Aquarius are actually still conjunct with Pluto in Capricorn because of the uh, degree point. They're not far enough along into Aquarius uh, where that, that would be, uh, where they would be away from the Pluto energy of let's, you know, regenerate, let's see what we need to really, you know, tear down and, 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 and rebuild on a um, more concrete, firmer, stable foundation. And so that's definitely something that I think 
uh, you're going to be feeling and you're going to be feeling it in um, an interesting way because of the fact that with Mars and Venus, they are still traveling together, which I, you know, like I said, I've said again in, in other episodes, I like that. Um, but one of the challenges right now, now that they've moved into Aquarius, which is our fixed air, is that they are also in the same sign that Saturn is hanging out in. And Venus herself, our planet of contracts and relationships and values and what we love and how we love it, is sandwiched, sandwiched literally between Mars and Saturn. And in traditional astrology, they actually call that an enclosure uh, when you have a what we call a benefic planet, a planet that likes to just basically help you out in any way that it can. In your chart, no matter where Jupiter and Venus are, they're always trying to help you out in some way. They're always like, what is it you're trying to work on? Let's see how we can help you. Depending on how strong their energy is in your chart is where you get into the situation of are they really able to help or can they help if you put a lot of effort in or can they help if there's a certain timing with them with other things that are going on in the sky and other and other planets that get along with them line up to help them out and so where we're at right now you know Mars and Venus normally get along um, and can work well together. But Venus now is uh, literally sitting in between Mars and Saturn. Mars is our planet of energy, our planet, um, you know, of the drive, our planet of um, action. And it is also our planet of, you know, the competitive spirit. It's the planet of assertiveness, taken too far, aggression, Um so then we have Saturn, who has been in Aquarius for, you know, over a year now and is, is going to be in Aquarius for the rest of this year. And Saturn is very much the, the planet of no one, when you're in the same sign as Saturn, the other planets, Saturn basically is the one that's saying, no one's going to do anything unless I approve it. And so for Saturn and Mars now to be in this um, sign of Aquarius, in this energy of fixed air, and basically almost hemming Venus in, she's kind of in the situation right now where in Capricorn you may have been feeling her energy as you were able to be evaluating things and processing things and making plans, and now there's a bit of a challenge for her to get her her voice heard and get her say into the conversation with both Mars and Saturn on either side of her. And that is going to stay like that throughout the rest of this month. Venus needs to actually conjunct with Saturn, which will take place um, the 28th of March. Um, and when she does, then she will be able to move ahead of him. And once she moves ahead of Saturn, then she'll be off going into Pisces, um, you know, in, early, uh, in April. And then 
definitely be freed up and, and be empowered. And so I would just say that right now to be careful because, you know, Mars planet of action is now in a situation where Saturn's going to basically be saying to Mars, I need to co-sign off on whatever it is you think you're doing. And so that's where I feel that there's going to be some things where we're going to be trying to either A, I literally have been doing this this week, so I'm speaking right now of what I know. So A, where you're moving too fast and then mistakes can get made. Some of them, you know, being just silly mistakes of, oh, I I just was not even paying attention. Um, but I always get concerned when I can tell that Mars is in a situation where the energy wants to really move and it's being hemmed in because one of the things you also need to watch is that you don't end up with having uh, any kind of physical accidents. Sometimes the trips and the, and the unexpected falls or the unexpected cups, uh, the cuts or breaking things like, you know, hey, my favorite dish got, just got broke, uh, you know, that kind of a thing can happen when Mars is in a situation where it's not able to be expressing its energy fully. And that's definitely where we're at right now with that planet is that it's um, it kind of came into Aquarius, which for Mars, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, here's here's a sign that wants to reach, literally reach to the sky and, and, and the stars and, and wants to get things moving and wants to invent and wants to wants to do things that are going to be for the good of all as well as the individual. And that would be energy that Mars would easily want to be working with because, you know, for Mars, it would be like, you know, being in a candy store and say, okay, well, let's do this and let's do that. And, and Hey, that sounds great. Let's, you know, let's support this cause. Let's get this done. But you have Saturn basically saying, uh, hold up, basically hold up kids. Uh, I need to see what, what it is you have. I need to see your details. And if I don't like the plan, then it's not happening. And so I do feel that we're going to, some of us, and again, not everyone's going to feel this because it really does depend on the alignments that you have in your natal chart and how they impact the aspects and alignments that happen um, in the cosmic sky map on a daily basis. Um, But again, this is where, and I've been saying this for the past couple episodes, with it being Aquarius, if you are a Leo or an Aquarius, if you are a Leo rising or an Aquarius rising, you are feeling this energy. Uh, you are also feeling this energy if you are a Pisces, because uh, I know in last week's episode, I spoke about the stellum when you have three or more planets in one sign, that's how you have that concentrated energy. And for Aquarius, so we now have a stellum in Aquarius with Saturn, Venus, and Mars. We have a stellum now in Pisces, uh, which we've had because once the sun moved in there, it was in there with the sun. uh, It was in there with Jupiter and Neptune. But now we have Mercury that moved into Pisces on uh, March the 9th. And so you've got Mercury, the planet of communication, the planet of the information exchange, the planet of commerce, let's keep that in mind as well, also the planet of travel is now in Pisces. Um, 
which is mutable water. The, uh, you know, Pisces is all about wanting to be kind and compassionate. The, I think the challenge that you're going to have with Mercury is I feel that we might soften in our language. Um, you may find yourself being, if you haven't already been sensitive with the Sun, Jupiter, and Neptune, um, I think that with Mercury, you may find yourself being, you know, more, you know, more sensitive than maybe you've been uh, in the past uh, couple weeks. And your challenge with Mercury in Pisces is that, especially with Neptune being in there, is that you want to make sure that you, a you don't overpromise and that you don't become a people pleaser where you want to be promising everyone that, oh, I can help you with this, I can do that, and then end up burning yourself out. Um, But then your other challenge, too, is making sure that whatever it is that you're working with, that the details themselves, because Mercury really likes to rule over the rational mind, and in Pisces, that can get very muddled at times. Um, And so you want to just kind of make sure that you're doing a check on yourself if you get to a place where you feel that, oh, hey, I just came up with this great idea and, you know, this person said they're going to help me and, and we're just going to go full steam ahead. There can be some moments with now that Mercury is in Pisces, there can be some moments where what you'll find out is that things aren't necessarily what you thought they were. And that is the part of Neptune that is about that um, that piece of illusion, the veil, not necessarily knowing everything um, right away. Uh, Neptune is is the planet that wants us to work on the faith and trust and believe that all will be well. And uh, Mercury is the planet that would say, okay, yeah, but And so that's one of the things you just kind of want to keep an eye on um, in that kind of a situation. Other than that, like I said, I think that we may see a softening in the dialogue that we have with each other. And we can only hope that that could be something that could be expressed on a global level as well, because we could certainly use that um, at this time. And for those of you that were that caught my episode last week, you knew that I was speaking about the Jupiter and um, Sun conjunction. And one of the things that I wanted to let everyone know that I don't believe I mentioned in last week's episode is that with that conjunction, Jupiter then now has moved ahead of the sun. Once uh, Jupiter and the sun had their conjunction on the 5th of March, Jupiter is now, um, uh, you know, just a couple degrees, not uh, anything. But what happened is that Jupiter became, Jupiter became what's called a morning star. Um, So prior to having the conjunction with the sun, uh, Jupiter, was, you were able to see Jupiter at night on clear nights. Um, and since March 5th, it is now 
like Venus, who is also a morning star, where if you want to see Jupiter, you would need to be getting up um, early in the morning and be able to catch the the Jupiter star before the sun actually starts rising. And for those of you that um, feel that with Jupiter and Pisces, I know that uh, one of the things that most of us astrologers have been speaking about since last year was that, you know, once Jupiter got into Pisces, again, that was going to be, Jupiter would be free of, of Saturn because Jupiter was in Aquarius all last year with, with Saturn. And it really kind of hemmed Jupiter into where Jupiter couldn't necessarily deliver blessings and gifts the way that it wanted to. Um, so we were all looking forward to Jupiter moving into Pisces. For some people, if you felt like you haven't seen the ahas and oh wow and oh my moments in your life, you may start seeing that now that Jupiter is a morning star because Jupiter actually has more um, power and more energy as a morning star than it does when it's an evening star. And so um, from now through May, while Jupiter is still hanging out in Pisces, you may see some, um, hopefully some extra gifts come your way that you weren't expecting that really can make things uh, easier for you and um, help out in some way that, uh, again, would just end up being like a, a, a pure blessing. And then um, that being said, one of the other topics, uh, one of the other uh, aspects that we're going to have is the sun conjuncting Neptune on, and that's going to happen on the 13th of March. And that's another one of those moments. Uh, Neptune, what I like about the sun and uh, Neptune's conjunction, that takes place at 22 degrees um, in Pisces. And one of the things that I like about that is uh, for the, creativity that Jupiter, that uh, Neptune has. Um, and for Neptune's a, a great planet to hone in your um, intuition and to kind of really go with uh, how it is that you feel about something. And I feel like with the sun and Jupiter, uh, the sun and Neptune, I'm sorry, the sun and Neptune's conjunction on the 13th, you are going to see, um, you know, possibly some aha moments. I, I would definitely want to be, and their energy again is already happening. Um, you know, they are obviously close enough right now that they are conjunct. The exact moment happens on March the 13th, and that takes place at 7.43 a.m. Uh, please keep in mind I use uh, Eastern Standard Time and that will actually be uh, daylight savings time for those of us in the States that uh, work with that. And which again means we will have more light. Yay. Uh, so yeah, so I think the the sun conjuncting Neptune, there can be some things that might be revealed. Some of it could be something that you didn't know that you needed to know. Some of it may be the sun just illuminating a process for you that might be something you were trying to work out. And all of a sudden, this could be the week, this could be the weekend where something suddenly like breaks and you're like, oh, oh, I get it. Yes, that's a great way 
to move forward. And this is something that will really work out for me. And so I feel like that's something that would be um, great to be looking for, uh, you know, over the next few days into the weekend and into the early part of next week. We are right now working with, I always like to give you the moon uh, where it's going to be with the airing of this podcast. And that is a Gemini moon, uh, which for those of you (laughs) that might be feeling the, um, you know, the angst energy of uh, Mars and Venus uh, in Aquarius with Saturn, the, the moon in Gemini isn't necessarily helping either because that can also be, you know, that's a sign where when the moon's sitting in there, it, it literally can get in its head and just kind of spin. If your dialogue is, if your dialogue is positive, then that's great. You know, have it spin away. Um, but usually that's where, you know, you can get into that, some of that uh, negative self-talk and, and, and inner critic that wants to, you know, kind of uh, eat away at you and then raise that anxiety level. And so just be careful of that uh, between the 9th uh, through the 11th of March is when you would be feeling that probably uh, the most intent. Then you're going to have the moon go into Cancer. And I think with the moon in Cancer and then all these planets that are in Pisces, again, just be prepared that that could then also be possibly some emotional time, uh, an emotional time for you. Uh, We may get super sensitive if we are not already super sensitive. And just, um, again, you just want to be prepared for that. Uh, The other uh, piece, I'm only going to touch on it a little bit right now, and that is that the um, Virgo full moon will be coming up on the 18th, that will be Friday the 18th, and that is like a 318 in the morning full moon. Um, but obviously you'll start seeing and feeling that energy a few days before, and it will certainly be lasting um, a day or two after. One of the things that's nice about this full moon is that there will be a grand earth trine because this will be the moon being in Virgo um, and it will be able to trine with Pluto in Capricorn. And then it will also be trining with the uh, Taurus, Uranus in Taurus. And keep in mind the North Node is in Taurus as well. So I really think this is going to be... I. One of the things I think will be nice is this will definitely be a grounding moon. Um, But I also feel like this might be a moon that will, you know, especially all the work that you may have been doing while Venus was hanging out with Pluto and Capricorn and then Mars met up with her. I think that with this full moon that you may actually have some things come your way that are going to be almost that, almost that, hey, here's, here's the next step. Here's you moving forward from work that you were already doing at the beginning of this year. And this full moon 
wants to actually, you know, help you with that and say that, yeah, you've put the energy in, you've put the work in and, and we're going to be able to show you, um, because the full moon is very much about illuminating something. Now, keep in mind this full moon being in Virgo, that's opposite, um, the sun in Pisces, um, and pretty much opposite everybody else that's going to be in Pisces with Mercury, uh, Jupiter and Neptune. And so you just want to, um, it'll be a good time with a, with this earth trine that if there's information that you've been getting while Mercury's in Pisces, that isn't necessarily the real deal. It isn't the actual uh, information that you need. There's something missing. There's something, you know, over embellished. Um, I feel like this uh, full moon, that's one of the things that it will actually help with you is kind of really illuminate and, and, and show what it is that you're really working with and, and how with what you're actually really working with how you can proceed from there. And so I think that's one of the things that's really um, special about this, this full moon. And I will definitely be talking more about that with um, the next podcast. The other thing though, that's interesting on the day of the full moon is obviously we have the sun and um, the moon opposing each other. Um, And then you have, obviously, like I said, the, the earth trine. So you'll have the moon trining with Pluto and Capricorn and trining with uh, Uranus in um, Taurus. And then we also have a sextile between the sun and Pluto on that day, which should be interesting um, to see how that plays out because the full moon under the energy of the full moon, we will also have Venus getting ready to square Uranus, uh, which is again in Taurus, and that will be happening on the 19th. And this is again where I feel like there could be something that is shown to you for the work that you're putting in. And it could be something that it's the, oh, here's 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 just what you need it to just c- continue to move forward, or it could very much be something where, it, you know, if you're working with information that isn't really helpful or isn't accurate, that this would be that moment of you finding that out and then being able to to re re correct what you might need to and re correct where I don't think it would, you know, like, oh my goodness, I have to start everything over, but be more of a like, oh, I need to, you know, zig because this, I just found out this was a zag. So I think there's going to be possibly some pivots to that, but I do see that as being something uh, that will be uh, good in the long run. What's good, what I like about the um, square with Venus and Uranus is keep in mind that um, Taurus is the sign that Venus rules over. And so Uranus is in her domain. And so her squaring Uranus is not necessarily going to um, be something that's going to be uh, challenging. I think it could be more um, instead of a, you know, oh my God, what is this? That it can be more of, you know, 
something that where you're reforming something. And again, where if there's some kind of a surprise, it's a surprise on a positive level and something that's able to help you in the long term. And then that being said, one of the things that will be happening, um, it'll be taking place a few days later. So I will uh, speak more about it later. Uh, But on the 22nd, we'll have Mars then squaring Uranus. And that could be a little different, that energy. So I will definitely talk a little more about that uh, in the next episode. Uh, I did want to um, also let you know that I am a guest on a podcast um, that is called Mad for Purple. It is hosted by Pam December. She is a human design specialist. And um, I really enjoyed the interview. It was actually uh, my first solo interview on a podcast. So if you get a chance, she actually releases her episodes on Thursdays as well. So if you get a chance, please check out Mad for Purple. Um, We talk about human design and obviously astrology and spirituality. She will be on this show as well. Uh, It's me just getting some things together to get into the um, guest speaking phase, which I think while Mars is in Aquarius, that's going to happen. I just have to make sure that Mars and Saturn want to work together for the timing because I don't want it to end up being some uh, major fail um, or, you know, certainly something that would be uh, frustrating for the people that I'll have on. But I do have a list of a group of people that I want to be bringing on here. Pam will be one of the first. Um, So again, her podcast is Mad for Purple. And human design is very, very interesting. I I only knew just a little bit about it before I actually met her. And, you know, so now I'm actually diving into it a little more because the one thing that's interesting is it is something that uses astrology to come up with the you know, the, the chart or the, the profile that they're able to for, um, for an individual. And so she actually did my human design chart. And, um, one of the things that I found interesting is that I could see where in the profile that that was able to create, how it related to my natal chart. And so anytime you can find another system that, does what I would call validate, you know, your, um, your astrological system. I enjoy those systems because what, what I know with astrology is that the way the universe is designed, it designs each of us in our own unique way. And that uniqueness is where you, you find that uniqueness in your natal chart, in your birth chart. And then from there, it's all about the journey of how you interact with the planets as they continue to have their, their movements in the sky and continue their own journey in the sky and how that journey impacts the, the basic, what I call the, the essence, you know, the, the cosmic map that you're literally given that can help be the seeds for you of, you know, knowing sometimes what direction to go in or knowing what can work for you and what may end up just being nothing but a challenge or frustrating, um, or, you know, even just be a lesson 
um, that, you know, can in the long run help you grow. But, you know, at the same time, if you have something that can help you avoid some of the, the pitfalls in life, by all means, it is definitely something that um, is good to to embrace. Um, and on that note, I am going to bring this episode to a close. I do hope that I provide it, if nothing else, like I said, this Venus, Mars, now in Aquarius, this is one of the key takeaways for, from this episode, and that is that this Venus and Mars now in Aquarius with Saturn and Venus being enclosed right now between Mars and Saturn is definitely energy that you are going to feel. And it's going to be that, like I said, uh, for those of you that are the Leos and Aquarius, the Leos, the Leo rising, um, the Aquarius rising, because that energy is bouncing off of um, each of those signs. And it is also, if you have planets in either of those signs, you're going to feel that as well. Um, so that is um, one of the big things that I just wanted to make sure that we discussed in this episode. And then um, again, with Mercury, I like Mercury and Pisces. Uh, I also think though that you want to just make sure that the information that you're getting while Mercury is in Pisces is reliable information so that you don't end up having to go off on tailspins or, you know, going down the, the, the rabbit hole, uh, or getting yourself, you know, uh, completely, um, wiped out or having any kind of unnecessary meltdowns. There are necessary meltdowns, uh, trust me. Um, but there also are some that are unnecessary. And that's just one of the things you want to guard against uh, while Mercury is in Pisces. Other than that, if you are someone who is a writer um, or a poet, uh, if you wanted to be journaling and haven't started, that actually, this would be a good time to be doing that. Um, this is also a good time to be using mantras and affirmations. So again, if that is something you've been wanting to do and haven't been, this would be a great time to be doing that. And part of that would be because even with the um, sun right now in Pisces, you get an opportunity to really work with both the sun and Mercury in Pisces in the sign that really wants you to have faith and hope and really wants you um, to believe that not only in something greater and bigger than yourself, but to understand that you are a part of that and you are a part of that energy and that that makes you sacred and that those, those kind of things, the affirmations and the mantras are definitely something that can really um, help you stay grounded and stay positive, which right now with everything that is going on um, in the world, it's definitely something that's getting harder and harder to do. Um, but I definitely know, and it's something that I feel, but I feel it so potently that I know that for those of us that are trying to spread the um, love and, and compassion and, and positivity, that it's really important that we're able to do that. And for us to do that, we really need to be able to be grounded. 
Um, so while it certainly would be easy to just kind of stop and say, I need to process everything that's going on and, and, and deal with my emotions about that, it's really important that we get to a place where we know that what is important is that we share ourselves, we share our energy, and we add that energy out into the universe because we need to be able to raise the vibration and that's the only way we're going to be able to raise the vibration. We will not be able to raise it if we just end up in our homes, you know, stressed, anxious, or, um, you know, crying over everything that's going on. We need to really be out there doing and being. So the being right now is very important by elevating our energy and then emitting that out into the universe. And that's where then we can, you know, be trying in our smallest way to contribute to positive resolutions with the conflicts that are going on right now. Um, I do want to thank everyone that is listening and showing up on a weekly basis. Um, I am very grateful for that. And again, you know, in whatever way that you need to, um, you know, keep yourself safe and healthy, you know, please do that. Uh, whether that is, I mean, the good news, especially for those on, of us on the East Coast, it is getting warmer. Um, with the daylight savings time, we will now have more daylight. Um, and so we are in a point, uh, in a place where, you know, getting out into nature is going to be a lot easier. And that will definitely be something that will be um, very healing and, and helpful um, for you as an individual, and then also for your energy so that you can be using that in, in a positive way. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, again, if you are interested in a free calendar that gives you what is going on for the month of March, we still have more than a half of a month left. Um, you can email me at rooted in starlight at gmail.com that's rooted in starlight which is all one word at gmail.com and you will be able to get a free cosmic calendar other than that please follow me on the facebook page for rooted in starlight uh, and please leave comments and then you can also reach me on at instagram at trisha which is t-r-i-c-i-a dot morrissey dot 31 and then on facebook i also have uh, a page under my name of trisha morrissey so you can find this podcast on apple and spotify and other uh, places that you listen to your podcast including facebook and thank you be well and remember to reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. Thank you, everyone. Bless you.